This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. We are back to league action this weekend after an intriguing midweek set of Champions League fixtures involving Serie A teams. We've got a touch in it. I know this is the Serie A podcast, Daniele, but Champions League into what a good position they are in. And Milan beating Napoli again, although... Mike Mannion probably had something to do about that. Your brief thoughts on what's happened over the last two days? Probably nobody expected these results before the games, but has the game panned out? Totally deserved result for both Inter and Milan. They played the perfect game. They played two defensive games without necessarily parking the bus in front of their goals. Perhaps Magnan was more decisive than Onana, although Onana made a couple of saves. Inter and Milan know, knew how to wait and when to punch in the right time. Of course, Inter got a bigger advantage to nil and they play a San Siro in the return leg. And Milan were helped by the fact that Napoli didn't have Osimen. They did look a little bit tired. They're going to be without two key players for the return game, Anguissa and uh, Kim. And Milan have scored five in the space of 10 days against the electric champions. If this is not a good omen, I don't know what it is. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend. And Daniele has tipped in all of the games featuring the Champions League teams that were involved in midweek and are obviously involved next week. So how do betters go about choosing their selections. Daniele will be pointing you in the right direction, but we've got other selections to come as well. So this is match day 30. Got four picks all told and a parlay that will more than double your money. We're going to kick off uh, on uh, Friday night, 8.45 local, 2.45 Eastern. It is Spezia against Lazio. Spezia plus 4.30. Lazio minus 1.37. Short price favourites away from home. The draw plus 2.70 here. Now, Lazio... At the moment, a minus 14.30 to finish in the top four. Very, very sure in the market. Uh, That's because they are at the moment taking advantage 
of other teams dropping points because they are involved in Champions League action, not necessarily in the best form in Serie A. This is a massive opportunity, Daniele, for Lazio to get back into the Champions League next season, isn't it? And it would be a massive overachievement because they haven't got, by any stretch of imagination, the second or third best team in Italy. And they are the best team in terms of performances compared to the means and to the squad, the roster, etc. Thanks to the work of Maurizio Sarri in his second season, Often teams improve as they go on with Sarri. Even when he was at Chelsea, people believed he should have been given more time to develop the style of play. Same at Juventus, and he was uh, sacked only after uh, one year. But Lazio are the team that plays the best football at the moment in Italy. Against Juventus, were really good to watch. Should have scored more goals. Probably that is the only fault for Lazio. They haven't got any absentees going into this game, and they can sport the two uh, Italian top scorers in Serie A. Zaccagni, 10 goals, uh, 5 assists, Immobile, 9 goals. He hasn't scored in a while, but I think he's due one soon. So maybe check out the prizes for uh, the number nine to go on the score sheet against uh, Spezia. But they are also built on defensive solidity. 17 clean sheet for Provedel uh, this uh, season. Best away defense, only seven goals conceded. This is the way they defend with the ball. And as a collective, of course, the addition of a very experienced centre-backer as Romagnoli has helped them. So uh, now they travel to Stragola Spezia, who collected a good point in Firenze, 1-1. Uh, you know, Fiorentina were coming on the back of nine consecutive wins. They looked a little bit sluggish. Spezia, thanks to the return of Enzola, were able to uh, get a point. But this aside, that obviously is going to be in the relegation fight until the end, also because Verona picked up two uh, three points against Sassuolo, so cut the distance from minus six to uh, minus four. Now, Spezia against the top size this season has struggled, despite beating Inter uh, recently. And Dragoski, the keeper, is the keeper who has faced most shots so far in Serie A. So expect them to defend, to be under the cosh. And I expect them Lazio, uh, I expect the Lazio to pick up the three points. Mm, they look fresh. I would say not playing in midweek certainly helps. My angle here is uh, Lazio to win, which doesn't pay too bad on his own, but normally uh, if Lazio wins, he's a fairly large win. And, you know, they're not a one-nil team. I think they won, won only a couple of games this season, one-nil. So Lazio win and over 1.5 goals plus 1010. So you could expect maybe a two-nil for Lazio, two-one for Lazio, and that more than doubles your stake. And that's how we're tackling the game on Friday night. We like Lazio to win over one and a half goals. You mentioned those goal scorers. Immobile is plus 280 to get the first, plus 107 to score at any time. Zaccagni plus 650 to score first, plus 300 to score at any time. Just a word on uh, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic because he's found his form again, got a couple of goals last weekend. He's plus 800 to score first, plus 325 to score at any time. Seems to find his form at the end of the season. Is he being linked with a move away yet again, Daniele? Because he's a player that Premier League teams seem to cover and then it sort of dies down a little bit. But when he plays well, I mean, he's a joy to watch, isn't he? He's a fantastic midfielder. When he clicks, Lazio click. He had a dip in form after the World Cup. I think. Uh, but now he's picked up himself again. And yes, the number shows he's been linked with a move away from Roma time and time again. The last name I heard was Newcastle United. We shall see because it's very difficult to make deals with uh, Claudio Lotito, but certainly it is a 
player that he moves away from Romy will be from for a for a big big fee. But you know, um, I think um, the future looks bright for Lazio with or without uh, Milinkovic Savic if they manage to hang on to Sarri, who really give them a very good uh, style of play, uh, more confidence. And as I said, at the moment. Best team to watch in Italy uh, by a long, uh, by a, by a, by a good distance, I would say. Well, we like Lazio to beat Spezia on Friday night, and we're going to go with over one and a half goals as well. Incidentally, eight assists for Milinkovic Savic this season, although he hasn't had any any time soon. But he's plus three fifty to top the assist charts in Italy. Claudio uh, Scalia is minus three thirty five. He's too clear at the moment with ten so far this season. Let's move on to the game on Saturday. Uh, 3pm local, 9am Eastern. It's Bologna versus Milan. Bologna plus 250. Uh, Milan plus 123. The draw plus 230 here. Now, this is going to be a theme over the course of our next three previews. It's Is it a good time to take on the sides that are involved in Champions League action? And you can spin it either way you want to. Because obviously, Milan will be bouncing Daniele after that win over Napoli. And as you mentioned right at the top of the show... I referenced Mannion. Yes, he did make some good saves, but Milan played the game well. They tactically, I thought they were excellent against the Napoli and probably deserved the win, uh, as you suggested here. So what do we do? Do we think that Milan are going to be on the up? Are they going to rest players? Obviously, there's a massive game in Naples for them next midweek. How are we tackling this game? Confidence in football and what goes in the head of the players, uh, it's everything, especially at this stage of the season. And we saw it with Inter, one of the teams that goes through the emotions a little bit more perhaps than other teams. You know, no one gave them a chance and they won 2-0 at Benfica. So obviously having beaten Napoli give Milan a massive boost. And a lot of managers says, once you are happy, once you're confident, you don't feel the fatigue the same way. Nonetheless, playing Napoli midweek and traveling to Bologna on a Saturday is going to be particularly tough because Champions League games are physically demanding and the way Milan played against Napoli uh, pressed them really high almost man-marking all over the pitch a few of the players. It is obviously uh, difficult and it's going to leave some uh, some issues in, on the physical uh, side of it. And obviously, then there is the question of turnover. Against Empoli before the Napoli game, Pioli made a lot of changes and notably left out Leao and Giroud. Now, Leao has got six assists and ten goals this season. Giroud, eight goals and four assists in all competition. Without those those two, and without Brian Diaz, who was also left out, you really cannot see where Milan, get, Milan gets the goal from. They are not a high-scoring side this season as they used to be. Now, this was the right choice, obviously, leaving those three players out and then introducing in the second half, although they only drew nil-nil against Empoli. Does Pioli do the same here, considering that Milan are in the fight for the top four? Because the conundrum, the absurd thing, is that Milan and Inter could well reach the Champions League final but be out of the Champions League because they are respectively fourth and and sixth and Juventus might be given the points back. So I think Pioli will probably stick with his philosophy and make changes because he will be mad to go to the Maradona with the same starting eleven that played three games in a row in the space of six days. Now, the fact that the game against Napoli is on Tuesday doesn't help Milan, of course, because of the extra time uh, to uh, recover. Um, their away form has not been great this season. They lost five away games. And I think Pioli is going to make formation. That's why I give... 
Bologna, who, by the way, is one of the best sides recently, a lot of chances to take something out of this game. This is the conundrum, isn't it? And if it was a different team and not Bologna, you might be able to convince yourself that Milan might win this one. But as you said as well, they rested players at the weekend. He has to rest players, I think, for this one, Pioli. As in terms of top four, they're minus 286 to finish in the Champions League players. Now, that's still pretty short, but it's not guaranteed, as you mentioned. They're in fourth place at the moment. Juve get the points back. They could slip outside of the top four. There are so many things to consider. And I think you're right to side with Bologna here, who are in good form, as we know, and beaten in four. Really good winner at Atalanta. So what's the bet for this one, Daniel? Bologna or tie, so it's a double chance, and under 3.5 goals, minus 105. So almost doubles your bet. You might wonder why the under 3.5 goals, not the over. You know, Bologna beaten Udinese 3-0. Well, they're without Orsolini for this one. He picked up a yellow, he's suspended. Eight goals and three assists so far. They're also without Arnautovic, by far the two uh, most attacking players. And Bologna have been playing really well. In the, since Thiago Motta took over, they will be fifth in the league. Uh, so, you know, Champions League form, really. And there is no secret Bo- uh, Motta's been linked with jobs in other top teams. One of them, Inter, of course. Um, and, you know, Bologna keeping the ball much better. If you look at the possession stats for Bologna and Milan, they're very similar, both over 50%, but, you know, look at the quality of players Bologna have. So they need to be uh, praised. 62% of Milan games this season have been both to score. So they concede a few goals, especially away from home, especially in the earlier part of the season when, you know, also Magnan wasn't there. Skorupski, on the other hand, the Bologna goalkeeper, is fifth for shots faced in Serie A. So they are an attacking side. They keep the ball well, but they haven't got one of the strong defense, especially when they travel. Uh, surprising clean sheet, by the way, at the weekend at Atalanta. So, it could be a draw here, but I can't imagine a nil-nil draw, to be fair, between uh, these two sides. But I'm going to favour Bologna here slightly, with a Bologna or tire under 3.5 goals, minus 105, because uh, because what's coming up next for Milan? Yeah, I like this one, minus 105. Pretty much double your money. Bologna or the tie, and under three and a half goals. Now we come to Napoli, which is uh, Saturday again, a little bit later, six o'clock local, midday Eastern time. They are favourites, minus 220 to beat Verona, who are plus 700, the draw plus 340. Now, because uh, Napoli are 16 points clear at the top, they can rest as many players as they want, I would imagine. The pressure is not on them. You mentioned those players that are going to be banned for the second leg in the Champions League against uh, Milan. Well, obviously, they can play this weekend, and I'm sure that they will do. Uh, Against Lecce last weekend, I mean, look, they needed to get back on track. You suggested they would do. They did, but it wasn't the most straightforward of victories, Daniel, was it? No, the, in the end, uh, it was an own goal by the goalkeeper, Vladimiro Falcone, who helped Napoli to the three points. They deserve to win, but Lecce are struggling. That was the sixth consecutive defeat for them. Napoli bounced back, as they often done it after losing a game. They always bounce back. They always score a couple of goals and won, and so did uh, last week. But... Spalletti is one of the managers that the top sides that have done less turnover this season. They used the fringe player the less. And if you count the minutes they played compared to the starting level of Milan, the difference is staggering. Now, why has he done that? I think it's because, first of all, he knows who the best players are. 
perhaps Napoli's squad is not as deep if you look at the likes of Juventus and Inter. And I think it's because Napoli hasn't won the league for over 30 years, so they got the big prizes in mind. They were runaway leaders in January, and they just wanted to keep the momentum. They were doing so well. They were playing so well. Some of the key players, Osimhen and Kravashelia, didn't go to the World Cup, so that helped not having to make too many changes. But I think recently they look a little bit tired, but I think it's understandable. They've done so well at the beginning of the season. There is a little bit of physical uh, tiredness there, but also some nerves are starting to emerge. And that started to appear in the game against Milan, the 4-0 defeat at home, where there were some polemics halfway through for the way Leao celebrated, a bit of a spat between Spalletti, Maldini. Yesterday, after the game against Spalletti, very nervous, uh, talking about why Leao wasn't booked for uh, destroying the corner flags. Then he talks about the environment in Napoli and the fights between fans that have affected the environment. And he said, if it happens again, he will leave the, the game midway through against Milan. So obviously, this is, doesn't bode well for them. But most of all, it's playing without Osimhen. And we saw it. I mean, against Milan, uh, Elmas uh, is not a false nine. He's not uh, a nine. He's not a striker. That's all. And you can't play with a, without a striker in such a big game because Milan defenders are going to be on top of you. Now, the good news is that Osimhen is going to be fit for the Milan game, 100%, says Spalletti. Is he going to be given a second half cameo against Verona just to get him a little bit in shape? That's That's the question. But I think here, Spalletti probably for the first time in the season, has going to make as many changes as possible. Obviously, uh, Kim and Anguissa will play because they are suspended. Ndombele won't play because he's suspended in the league. Simeone is still injured, but expect as many changes as possible, which puts the ties a little bit more in the balance. But if you look at Verona's numbers, uh, then uh, you know why, why would Napoli not pick up the three points here? Really, it's very difficult to, to, to find an angle against, against the leaders. It's it's one of those games, really. Napoli are at home here and Verona are in the bottom three for a reason. And yes. although they won last weekend, they were maybe a little fortunate a bit, against Sassuolo yes. here. And a win doesn't even get them out of the relegation zone. They're minus 134 to go down. They're the favourites at the moment. We're presuming that Samp and Cremonese are both going to go. So in a way, it's, it's a good game to come into. They're at home as well. Verona are struggling and those false changes might be able to lift Napoli, and they should be fresh as well. So what's the pick in this one, Daniel? Napoli win and under 3.5 goals, minus 108. So very similar to the Bologna-Milan uh, bet, really. So low-scoring game, although minus un- under 3.5 goals means that if Napoli wins 3-0, you still win the bet. Because, uh, yeah, considering what we talked about, the changes in Napoli, but also Verona's form. Verona, uh, only 38% of Verona's games have been over 2.5 goals. They don't score many goals. On average, they take three shots on target per game, only Lecce's than worse. No away wins for Verona. Worse attack away from home, seven goals. That average 0.5 goals per game when they travel. Napoli's kept 13 clean sheets. Okay, in the last three games, they haven't kept clean sheets but normally they're very reliable against uh, small teams. And also Verona are missing a few important players. They're without Veloso, Magnani, who are suspended. Lazovic is a doubt. Four, four assists, three goals for him. Juric, the big tall center 
striker is a doubt as well. So I think Napoli are gonna are gonna manage it. They might scrape it one nil, two nil. So I'm gonna go for a win and under uh, 3.5 goals. As I said, check out the lineups. Maybe Osimhen might start. Maybe most likely he's gonna be given a cameo in the second half to get him much fit uh, for the Milan game. So Napoli win under 3.5 goals minus 108. I think the key thing, as you've just mentioned there, is Napoli managing this game. They get their noses in front. I think they will just coast. Well, I say coast. They will manage the game. They will not go hell for leather. They will play within themselves. I think the unders and Napoli win, solid selection, minus 108. Yeah. Just about double your money for that one. Let's move on to Inter Monza because, again, the narrative is the, the same, but it's different again. Why is it different? Well, obviously, they beat Benfica. In Lisbon, unbelievable uh, result. They were plus 220 or so to win. To win 2-0, they were plus 1,700. Not quite sure how many betters managed to pull that one out of the bag. They are now minus 2,000 to qualify, incidentally. So the odds makers, the bookmakers at Bet Rivers, uh, believe that they will be through to the semi-finals. So, again, we're asking, what does... Inzaghi do against Monza. Inter are minus 235, Monza plus 700. They've been a good side for the most part this season, as we've been talked to, as we've talked about a lot. Uh, the draw plus 370 here. And again, we have to throw in the fact uh, that Inter are outside the top four. And you mentioned it before, they've still got to think about making sure that they're in the Champions League next season. And betters have got to factor all these things in in the game against Monza at the weekend, Daniele. With a win in the last five for Inter in Serie A, this is as big game as it gets. They cannot drop point against Monza, who, by the way, they drew 2-2 in the reverse fixtures. Because otherwise, they will be 6th, 7th in the table. And on the 19th of April, we will learn whether Juventus is going to be given some points back, all the points back, or none at all. So Inter could really slip down uh, the pecking order and missing out on a Champions League place will be financially disastrous for them. Now, they're Forming the league has been poor. 10 defeats so far this season. In the last two games, they only scored a goal against Salernitana and Fiorentina. They did create a lot of chances and missed a lot of them. Um, and in fact, the, the stats that he's telling is that Inter takes more shots per game in Serie A than anybody else, but score 18 goals less than Napoli. So it's the precision, is the cool head that really deserted them. But then in the big games, as against Benfica, as against Porto, as against Barcelona, they motivate themselves and they are able to show the best form. You know, they kept six clean sheets in nine Champions League games. And in Serie A, especially away, I got one of the worst defenses. So obviously these two things don't match. And it's very difficult to explain. You just explain it that sometimes uh, players uh, don't turn up. They don't motivate themselves for this, but they should be uh, for this one. Now, to answer your question about what Inzaghi does, I think he's going to rotate. I think at least the front two are going to rotate. So who started in, 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 in Lisbon, Lautaro and Jago. I think uh, Lukaku and Correa are going to start this one. I would expect perhaps Aslani, Bellanova to come into, 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 into the side. There's interest still waiting to understand whether Chalanoglu and Skriniar are going to play in the return game against Benfica. Chalanoglu is a big miss, especially against teams that are going to sit down and defend. You know, he created 40 chances in Serie A, five assists, two goals. But for Inter, this, the games where the opposition have the ball, 
are better at the moment for them because they're not as sharp, they're not as good in possession, they're not as quick. When they are not asked to dominate possession and they can sit back a little bit and circulate the ball slowly as they did against Benfica, I think they could be more suited to that. So I wonder whether they're going to wait for Monza a little bit. Monza is a kind of side that is technical, uh, he's got good players on the ball, good wing backs like Churia and Carlos Augusto that attack a lot. So I wonder if they're going to wait a little bit for them and maybe play on the counter a little bit more in this case. It's interesting, isn't it? Monza just the one defeat in five uh, Inter short prize favourites to qualify for the Champions League semi-finals after that Benfica win. Um, incidentally, uh, over and under here, over two and a half goals, minus 125. Under two and a half goals is minus 109. Uh, that's how they're priced. So it's almost each or two. Um, we've Talked about into conceding goals throughout this season. They are not defensively as sound as maybe they should be when it comes to league play, at least. And this is why, Daniele, you're predicting goals in this one. What's the selection? Both to score here. Plus 110. Monza, as I mentioned, they are a good side with the ball. Fourth possession in Serie A. They're going to be side, the newly promoted side. Plenty of experience, but also Mons are fourth for shots faced. So, again, is the balance there that perhaps is not quite right? Next season, if they get it right, they could aim to finish maybe in the top eight of uh, Serie A. Monza, away from home, averaged more than a goal per game. They scored at the San Siro against Milan. They lost 4-1, but, you know, it was a closer game than what the scoreline suggests. One against Juventus, 2-0 at the Juventus Stadium. Both to score here, plus uh, one hotel. Plus uh, 110, both teams to score is the selection for the game featuring Inter. We come to the parlay and we're talking goals in all of these games. We've got two games on Sunday, one on Monday. Check out the kickoff times uh, for Eastern punters on the Bet Rivers uh, website. Uh, so we have gone for uh, matches um, not involved in Champions League, but all involved in European football tonight. So stay across conference and Europa League games. Daniele, talk us through your three-team parlay here. So, the, the parlay, it's over 1.5 goals, so more than a goal in the following games. Sassuolo-Juventus, Romo-Dinese, Fiorentina-Atalanta. Uh, quickly, Sassuolo-Juventus, because I think Sassuolo have got the swagger back, and they've been more entertaining, and recently have produced good wins and good results, like the wins against uh, Milan and Roma. They've been high-scoring game. They've got some of the most interesting young players in Serie A, one of, above all, Loriente, uh, second for chances created in Serie A, six assists, seven goals. Juventus, on the other hand, they need to come out fighting. Recently have been disappointing against Inter and Milan. You could expect at least two goals here. Same against Romodinese. I mean, even if you say, okay, it's Jose Mourinho, the master of one nils, of course, another one nil win at Torino, etc. Uh, but after they play in Europe, Roma, this season, have conceded few goals. I do remember that game against Sassuolo, for example, where they conceded four at home. Uh, the changes maybe that Mourinho could do could affect the team. And Udinese is one of those sides that played absolutely for nothing now. So they are as extremely dangerous. Um, funny enough, the same number of goals scored for both teams, 39, so Udinese and Roma, and 55% of Udinese games have been over 2.5 goals this season. They do score, they do concede as well. And finally, Fiorentina, Atalanta. Uh, Atalanta, disappointing because every time they got the match ball, if they got, they got the chances to go into the top four, they squander it and they lost against uh, Bologna, but they should be fresher playing on a Monday night considering that Fiorentina travels to Poznan for the conference league. Fiorentina in a good 
run in a good form, you know, nine wins, one draw. The only problem with them is that for as much as they create in terms of corners, attacking phases and shots, they're only the 12 attack of Serie A, 34 goals. The top scorer is Cabral with six goals and Jovic with four. So really, they are missing something there, but they've been better. So I can expect at least two goals in this game. The parlay, by the way, put it all together. It's, um, it doubles your bets, basically. Double doubles your stake, plus 106. So the games at Sassuolo, at Roma, at Fiorentina, those are the three. We're looking for the over one and a half goals market. If you roll them all up in the parlay, it plays 106. Now, before you go, brief thoughts then. Um, second leg ties, Napoli, uh, Milan. Uh, there's no prices, incidentally, on the Bet Rivers website. There will be very soon uh, in terms of which of those two teams are more likely to qualify. We know that Inter are short price favourites. Uh, to qualify and in terms of the prices to win the Champions League at the moment Napoli are plus 650 they've jumped out obviously they are trading to Milan Milan are plus 900 and Inter are plus 700 so they're all squeezed up a little yes. bit who's going to go through what's the best play we don't think it was the best play just give us your sort of brief general thoughts on what you think might happen next week starting with Napoli Milan I think it's unlikely uh, Milan are going to keep the third consecutive clean sheet against Napoli. After all, Magnan had to make some important saves. If Oziman is back, it's a different game. I think Milan cannot just go to the Maradona and play for the nil-nil or think Napoli are not going to score. They're not Spurs, after all. Um, I think I think it's going to be an over 2.5 goals, potentially a both to score could go to extra time. Inter, Inter. on the other other hand, um, I'm not jealous of those that go to the the stadium and uh, will have to manage the tension thinking it's all done because it's (laughs) not all done. Benfica can go there and score the first goal. But I think the game plan of Inter will be the same. Try to starve Benfica to possession, be cautious, keep the ball well, move it. So I think, again, there could be perhaps a low-scoring game, but maybe a both to score in this one, okay? Maybe Inter could advance with a draw. I mean, the good things about Inter is, even if they're 3-0 down, they just need a goal to go to extra time. Yeah, I, th- I think Inter are through. I mean, I know that Benfica didn't play as well as they should have done, and they did have chances, and Onana made that good save. Uh, but I think Inter are fairly safe. The other one, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to have a guess, I must admit. Um, Daniele, thanks for your company. We've not had a Twitter plug for a long time. Obviously, Daniele is going to be across all the uh, the football across the weekend, so there'll be some nuggets from Daniele heading into those Champions League games as well. Just remind everyone of your Twitter handle. It's at Fissi. At the Fissi. That's how you can keep across Daniele's thoughts when it comes to the Italian football. And a reminder that all of the games this weekend, they are streamed live on the Bet Rivers app. So you can stay across all of the big teams and some of the lesser lights as well across the Italian top flight. That wraps it up for this week. We are back ahead of week 31. And obviously it will come off the back of the Champions League games as well. So hopefully you can join us then. Thanks for your company. Stay across all of the Bet Rivers podcast at Because We Win. Bye for now. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.